0: You're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast with me, Caleb Loya. My teammate, Tatsuya Murao, is doing a lot of work behind the scenes, doing research, editing, and everything else to make this podcast possible. I would also like to thank you as a listener of the podcast, as far as your encouragement, your comments, and your thoughtful responses when it came to specific subject matter that was difficult to talk about, but yet very, very important. So thanks to you. And in the past year of doing this podcast, we have talked about many specific aspects of analytics, about healthcare, about how to apply specific practices to your organization and to your team. But one of the topics I really haven't dived deep enough into Is the topic about data models. What is a data model? How can a data model help you make better decisions? And then how can you use data models to communicate what's going to happen if specific decisions were going to be made? And so in these next few podcast episodes, I'm going to be touching on specific data models that you can utilize and you can build to make better decisions. Many times leaders within Many different organizations are just using the data that they have on hand and then making decisions based on that data. So oftentimes they will look at data, let's say on a weekly, monthly or quarterly basis, and they will say, okay, well, our sales for this quarter was XYZ or our expenses was uh, $5 million, for example. So therefore I can expect the next quarter to be really close to the same as this quarter, but What's going on is that they're just using essentially averages in order to build out what they expect to uh, achieve in the future. But there are many different ways that you can determine future outcomes based on performance that is occurring right now. And if I were to take a guess, I would say that about 80% of leaders out there in the world are just using basic averages in order to determine future outcomes. For their organization and for their team, there is a small percentage of individuals who say, Hey, this kind of projections aren't working out for the decisions we need to make. And so they're trying to use whatever tools at their disposal in order to be more accurate about their outcomes in the future. All that to say is that these specific episodes are for those of you who want to elevate your decision-making to a higher level by using data models. And the reason why is because if you make a decision today, how do you know that you're going to get the results in the future that you want? You know, so... As just a really simple example, suppose I am an athlete, right, and I decide to myself, okay, I'm going to follow this training plan to achieve these results when it comes to competition. Well, how do I know that my training is going to yield the right results at the end? Well, the reason why is because at the very, very bare minimum, I track all of my workouts, I track everything that I'm going to do in order to achieve those results, and then I'm going to perform at the highest level I can in competition And then reflect on the whole process as a whole and say, okay, was my training adequate enough to achieve the results that I needed? Is there anything that I'm missing along the way in order to achieve those results? Now in business and in healthcare, it's a little bit different because we are performing, let's say on a daily basis. And so our training is in everything that we do. And so it's not like an athlete who has a training block and then goes to perform. It's more like somebody who is on the job making decisions every day and there's a moving target. What this means is that your performance on a daily basis has future outcomes attached to it. And so what I'm doing today affects my outcomes for two weeks down the road, for a month down the road, for a quarter down the road. And so what I have to think about is I have to think about how do my decisions today impact my future. And because my decisions are changing along the way, how do I track my specific decisions? And how do I know that those specific decisions on a daily basis are achieving the outcomes that I want in the future? And this is very, very difficult to grasp and very, very difficult to lead from because As a leader, there are many different factors that we have to take into account. And because of that, we just try to put out the next fire or the next thing that comes up without thinking down the road about how our responses today will achieve outcomes in the future. And this is where data modeling can come in. It can help us get a better understanding of what's going on today and then what potential future outcomes could be based on our decisions and based on our performance today. And there are many different models that you can utilize in order to determine what's going to happen in the future. But I'm going to start with some very, very basic models. And then I'm going to go to more complex models that involve higher level data science. And these explanations will take place over a series of, let's say, a few different episodes. And the reason why is because every single model that I have found useful needs some deep explanation at a very uh, tangible level meaning that many people can talk about specific models like, let's say, a regression model, but don't know how to specifically implement it within their specific case or within their specific level of experience. Mm -hmm. So these next few episodes, will be talking about the overall perspective and or overall understanding of specific data models. And then I'm going to give you some very tangible resources and ways that you can implement them within your team and your organization. I'm going to begin these series of episodes by talking about a Monte Carlo simulation. And you say, okay, that sounds kind of fancy, but what is a Monte Carlo simulation? And so I'm going to make something that seems very, very complex like Monte Carlo into something that is very, very simple to execute on and simple to understand. I had an experience where I was talking to a founder of a startup and he was going The rounds to to raise funds for his startup. And he told me that one time he was presenting to a group of angel investors and one of the angel investors thought it would be really fun to ask this founder about a Monte Carlo simulation. And the founder, not kind of knowing what he was talking about, but not really kind of brushed it off. So some people think Monte Carlo simulations are just more for academic practices and don't really impact real life. But I'm going to explain to you in this specific episode why Monte Carlo simulations are simple to understand and implement, but yet very, very powerful. If you don't know about the author Nassim Taleb, he wrote a book called fooled by randomness. And in this book, he goes on and on about ways that humans are specifically fooled by randomness. Like, how do you know if something was just by chance or if it was because of specific results uh, that took work? And Nassim Taleb brilliantly goes through many different ways in which people think that they achieved results due to their own work. But really, it was more by luck and or by randomness. And people are fooled by randomness all the time. And so one of the tools that he says is one of the most... Uh, useful tools for him was Monte Carlo simulations. If you just Google or go on YouTube and search for Nassim Taleb Monte Carlo, then you will find some of his explanations about Monte Carlo simulations that have helped him. And he will go into some really fancy math about how to implement Monte Carlo. But when it comes to data modeling, Monte Carlo can be really, really easy to understand. And then you can start from wherever you are within your understanding of data modeling and data science. So what is a Monte Carlo simulation? At its very fundamental level, a Monte Carlo simulation is a series of different what-if statements in order to determine future outcomes. And so these what if statements can look like a lot of different things, but they can start by simply being an Excel sheet with a filter that determines future outcomes. And so if you stack specific factors together, then you can start to understand uh, what could happen in the future. To give you a real-life example, let's say that you are a clinical director for a team of nurses, okay, and these nurses are within, let's say, a specific department within an entire hospital. Well, suppose that three of the eight nurses within your team decide to go to another hospital or to another system, and you have to replace those three nurses, The question is, because we had this turnover, what is going to be the result of our overall performance as a team? Will we have the same, let's say, responsiveness when it comes to making sure patients are cared for? Will we be able to adapt as quickly? Will we be as strong of a team with these three individuals that we have to replace? And so the question you're asking yourself is, well, if we lose however many people we lose, what is the outcome of this turnover? And so if you say, if the turnover per quarter is 25%, what will be the impact to other metrics? So what Monte Carlo simulation could do is it could say, okay, let's make a series of different assumptions. And based on these series of different assumptions, let's see what will happen in the future. And so you can build in an assumption for, the outcomes based on specific levels of turnover. So you say, okay, well, we know that if we have to replace one nurse, then it will take a series of weeks. Let's say it will take an average of four to five weeks to get them up to speed to where they can perform as well as the person that they replaced. Now multiply that by three, right? And say, okay, now we have to now train three specific nurses. And so will it take longer to get them running and get them up to speed shorter or faster? So given that specific factor, then you can say, okay, for these next five weeks, given this turnover, our performance, we expect to be lower than average because of this turnover. So one factor in your Monte Carlo simulation would be the amount of time it takes to get a nurse up to speed when she's new on the job or he is new on the job. Let's say there are other factors as well. Like let's say that there are factors as far as the efforts of your nurses getting pulled to other teams and you say, okay, really, honestly, we have two to three different nurses that are part of our team, but also part of their team. And so we're splitting them half and half. And so given specific time that we have available and our resources, If our resources at a general level go down, then what will be our performance as a team? So let's say you have a total hours on a weekly basis of 320 hours, meaning that you have eight full-time nurses that work 40 hours a week. So eight times four is 332. So 320 hours that you have available to you as far as your resources are concerned. So what happens when you lose one employee, for example, and you lose one full time employee? Well, that 320 is going to go down to 280. And so that 280, you can say, okay, now I have to do everything that we did before within our team, but now we have 280 hours to work with instead of 320 And so what is the impact of that loss over the given six months, for example? Because you're looking at a few different factors, right? You're looking at the overall availability of your team, you're looking at employee turnover. You're looking at the uh, responsiveness that you can have to specific patients. You're looking at other factors as well as like technology implications, or suppose that you are trying to implement new projects within uh, your team, et cetera. And so what a Monte Carlo simulation can do is it can help you stack different factors into one specific data model that are interrelated. And so you can have, let's say, an overall baseline of 320 hours available to your team. And you can determine if you lose three or four employees, what it's going to take in order to recover the performance that you had in the past. And so with Monte Carlo simulations, it's important to understand the relationship between different factors. And so you can build in relationships between, let's say, overall availability of your team to employee turnover to uh, the responsiveness, to patience, et cetera. And so what a Monte Carlo simulation can do is it can help you articulate the different factors that contribute to the team's overall performance or to your organization's overall performance. And there are many different ways that you can look at Monte Carlo simulations and or many different ways you can implement it. But fundamentally, what a Monte Carlo simulation can do is it can help you identify different factors and how a change in specific factors can determine future outcomes. Now that we understand what a Monte Carlo simulation is at its fundamental level. How do we implement it? How do we build out a Monte Carlo simulation? In grad school, one of our first classes within our data modeling class was about Monte Carlo simulations. And I thought, oh, this is interesting because what he did was he started with a, just a basic Excel model for the return on stock investments. And he said, okay we have on average uh, um, an average change of let's say 3% for different stocks. And so what he did was he built out uh, different factors that determined the change or the rate of change for different stocks. And so you can use a, just a fundamental, just basic Excel sheet in order to build out your Monte Carlo simulation. So even if you go online today and you can look at Excel Monte Carlo simulation, you can find some examples there. Now I am working on building out a Monte Carlo simulation using Power BI, which I think is really, really powerful because they have the use of parameters where I can put in a parameter within a specific range and then build out determinations that have different relationships. And so keep an eye out for that video, which will be paired with this specific podcast episode about Monte Carlo simulations. But if I was starting from scratch as far as Monte Carlo and didn't really have much experience as far as data science or analytics, I would begin with a basic Excel model. And, If you are not good at Excel modeling, I am sure somebody within your team or your organization is at least fundamentally capable of building out a Monte Carlo simulation if they know Excel. And the reason why is because many people who know Excel have at least built out a projection or financial model that projects specific outcomes. And so what you're doing is you're going to take that projection that you have and then implement specific factors that can alter that projection. If you have a specific forecast, for example, Mm then what you can do is you can then just implement different factors into that forecast to determine the result. And so if you have a basic forecast, like let's say a budget, then you can say, okay, we have this budget that is, let's say, 5% better than last year or last quarter, and we just did a straight up average to get our future outcomes. Then what you could do is you could then say, okay, we have this basic budget or this basic financial projection, then what we need to do is we need to implement different factors into this projection in order to understand if these different factors have different impacts into the overall performance. So going back to our original example, let's say you are a clinical manager in charge of a specific team. What that means is that you will probably have a budget and you will probably have key indicators that you have to follow. And so there is probably somewhere out there in your organization a specific expectation of performance for your team across an entire year. And so you can get a hold of that data model and say, okay, I want to see this projection. How are you determining this projection? And then you can build in specific factors based on that projection. And so if you say, okay, we have a budget that is set, let's say payroll, but if we lose two to three employees, then we are going to be performing better than our budget, meaning that we're not going to be having as high of an expense when it comes to payroll. So that can be a factor as far as the hours worked and or the employees as an impact of payroll. Another factor could be if the cost of hiring is higher than it was for your current employees. And so you can say, okay, if we're going to replace these employees and it's going to cost us more, that's going to impact our budget as well. And so if there are other considerations then you can stack up all these factors together based on your current projection. And so you can be more articulate as far as what your future outcomes can be based on your current results and your current performance. And one of the things I like to do when it comes to building out data models of any kind specifically to Monte Carlo simulations is not put in any raw numbers, that any number is a factor of something else that you can manage and or change. And this way, your assumptions are very, very clear. And so if you have an assumption of growth of, let's say, 5 or 10% per year, don't input that as a strict number. Put that as a factor that can be adjusted This way, you can build out your simulation in a way where you have a series of different assumptions that you can adjust according to changes in your environment. And Excel isn't the only way to begin with a Monte Carlo simulation. You can begin with Python, I mentioned Power BI, or any other tool that can use factors as a stand-in to adjust data. One of the reasons why I recommend starting with Excel is because 80% of leaders out there are still using Excel models to make decisions. And so if you're doing so, that's not a bad thing. Just start with what you have and start to modify the financial projections you have and start to stack up different factors that can affect your projection. And in this way, you can build out a Monte Carlo simulation based on the raw projections that you have available to you now. If you have any other questions about how to build out Monte Carlo simulations or have any questions about how to level up when it comes to building out data models, then feel free to reach out to me at Caleb at ArcosAnalytics.com. Likewise, you can always find us on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com slash companies slash arcosanalytics. We are also on Twitter if you want to reach out to us there. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you later.